again are we late sunday i mean we're we're not that late we're we're not that late we're a little later than usual but technically i don't think we are right full disclosure we're not reacting to this immediately after watching it some personal things came up and we had to watch it separately but we're coming back to record yeah so so if you if you can tell the difference do let us know because i don't know yeah, maybe maybe there's no difference at all. <laughs> it could be the energy level. The energy level has diminished tremendously. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. I I took down notes as I was watching more thorough than usual since we're recording a couple hours after having watched the episodes. Right. Um, it was actually yeah. kind of nice because I for the first time I could pause uh, during that <laughs> middle scene and actually read it. And there was sometimes where I'm like, damn, I have to write so much, and I pause the video and then I write it, and then I watch it again i kind of don't miss it yeah like or if you or if you miss them say something you could go back and just re-watch the past 10 seconds and yeah no harm but All right such is the freedom of watching anime by yourself exactly but it's it's all good it's all yeah. good definitely the the cons outweigh the pros when you yeah. watch alone oh yeah but yeah, we we got the remaining part of episode 14 plus episode 15. So we got like I don't know, at least 30 minutes of new content this week. Did you mm-hmm. watch all of episode 14 again or did you just start where we left off last time? I just started where we left off. I had to go soon. That's true. You're on a, a time crunch there. Huge time. Yeah. Crunch. Yeah, I I watched the whole thing again. Oh, dedication. Um, yeah, I don't know that I picked up on anything new. I do think the the Crunchyroll subs are very slightly different from the GoGo subs sometimes. I mean, the overall meaning I don't think changed, but like the wording felt a little bit different sometimes. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting, yeah. Did it feel more accurate or was it just like slight, so slight that the meaning really didn't change? Yeah, I don't think the meaning really changed, but I think... Yeah, I think it felt a little bit more accurate sometimes on the the Crunchyroll subs, but I mean, you still get the idea by watching the GoGo subs. Sure, I'll take it. I'll take the fan-sourced subs. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who does that. It's like just some random dude who's is dedicated to the craft. Hey, I appreciate him, whoever whoever he may be. Yeah, agreed. So I think we can do a quick recap of what we didn't see from episode 14 last week go straight into a recap of the new episode this week and then do our our top three and stuff at the at the very end of that sound good right i thought the the latter half of season four was pretty i mean episode 14 was pretty brutal <laughs> you ask me i was like whoa yeah so after after the the forest scene with um with Levi dragging, what's his name, Zeke away, we cut back to the, I don't know, somewhere within the Capitol walls. Apparently, they're still training new new scout regiments, and they're teaching these scouts how to kill Titans. And then in the back of all of their minds, they're like, who cares? We're, we're fighting people now. Like, other other nations are our real enemy here. 
-hmm. why bother learning how to kill titans when we should be you know training with guns learning new military techniques and stuff like that and then yeah flock flock came in and i don't know was there to to cause some trouble for sure yeah i mean honestly i feel like because like they had they had a point they had every reason to be like what are we doing because it's like that only goes to show how antiquated his teaching methods were and how like how out of touch with reality this dude was to be like hey there are literally no titans left but we're gonna train you on that anyways and like i'm trying to think of a real world parallel like some kind of teaching method that is so outdated that but they still do it and then everybody's kind of just like this is stupid i feel like i see that in cursive writing in cursive right yeah yeah like you you learn how to write in cursive in elementary school and yeah i've never written in cursive since um since high school at least it's a waste of valuable time and i feel like they take it to the extreme because literally every single person in on the island knows what's happening by mouth, word of mouth, whatever. And yet they come, they join the scout troop corp, whatever. And then they just, that's what they do. Something useless, completely useless. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, flock and all the, the Jaegerist gang members, they pull up guns, guns drawn. Hanji is there too, for some reason. Um, and they're like, I mean, he's basically trying to recruit more Jaegerists from the scout um, scout class, right? They're like, uh, we need more people. We're fighting the real battle. We're here to liberate Eldia. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just trying to recruit more people into their little squad. Right. I feel like Hanji was there just to <clears throat> just so they could show that, hey, your current leader is captured and she's ours. Right. right yeah and then i I actually thought that the old guy i forget his name i didn't write it down but i thought he was kind of interesting he's like flock you finally realize that people won't listen to you unless you have your gun or something along those lines right and then later on he's like when flock was like all right guys show your loyalty by beating this guy down until he can't move and then he was like uh, no matter how many of them are, they they can't take me, right? Right. Uh, for some reason, I was getting the impression like he was almost proud of them for like taking a stand in a weird way. Like even if they disagree on their viewpoints, at least they're like taking a stand. I don't know. Maybe I was right. getting the wrong read. Yeah, no, I mean that makes a lot of sense because like this dude is the same instructor that they've had. In like the first season, then he got his hair, and now he's bald, and then he had that whole deal with Aaron's mom, and I think his whole regret is that he never did anything, and then that's why, even though like he sees Flock, who he trained, and then now Flock is taking a stand on something like exactly like you said, and now yeah, I mean I I can definitely see that he's proud of them, and then he's giving them that final push too, because Flock is like, hey, I want you to do this, but everybody else is still unsur- unsure, and if if Shaddis, the the bald guy's name, had just been like, no, no, don't do it. I'm oh, yeah. just old and whatever. Then they might have hesitated, but by egging him them on, he like helped them push them over the the edge, which was you know kind of horrible. Right. But, but like in that sense, he was doing his job as an instructor, too. Right, right. 
Oh, yeah. Then we then we cut back to Levi and Zeke, and oh, that that was pretty <laughs> pretty brutal too. Right. Um. Yeah. So yeah. I think Zeke is there recovering. He's got that thunder spear in his uh, abdomen. Levi's got to keep cutting off his limb to make sure he can't transform. It's a it's a it's a bloody scene, and you know I think we as the audience are always like, yeah, Levi, 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 we're on his side, and then we finally get get to see Zeke's full backstory. Right. So yeah, I feel like Levi's taking a little bit of revenge by continuing to cut off his feet and his his limbs. And yeah, the thunder spear is connected to a string that's around his neck, so he really can't move because otherwise the thunder spear blows up. Yeah, that's the end of episode 14, title Savagery. Wait, did he blow? Oh, he blew it up next episode. Yeah, the end of the next episode. Oh, I may I may be getting these confused. Oh, no worries. I I have it pulled up, so I'll I'll keep us on track. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, honestly, though, I thought great second half of that episode makes perfect yeah. sense what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I have no complaints. Yeah, I thought, and yeah, moving on to. Episode 15 here, like you said, it's pretty much a Zeke flashback the entire time. Title is Soul Salvation. What did you think of of this episode? Salvating their soul. (laughs) Oh, the episode? Soul soul as in the only one, not (laughs) S-O-U-L. Like the bottom of your shoe. (laughs) Yes. I got you, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I... Honestly, I was completely ready for them to just continue to jump into the action, but I am also so glad that they went back again because it makes sense. Right. It makes and like the when they right like go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we finally know what Zeke's plan is now and get right. a, a right. better idea the of what he's is trying to do. And I think. I don't think anybody else knows the ex- extent of the plan. Everybody just knows that there is a plan. And in order to figure out what the plan is, he has to, f- they have to fulfill these three requirements or something. Right. And then he'll reveal it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember what those requirements are, but I guess it's besides the point now. I just remember that one of them being like the, Founding Titan and a Titan with royal blood. I think that was the big one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think it matters that much right. anymore. But yeah, we finally get a get a sense of what of what uh, Zeke's past was like. What why he's the way he is now, and what his euthanization plan is. Right. Um, and it's all very interesting because I remember like. That's the thing. Like, I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. So, like, many episodes ago, I asked you, what do you think the plan is? And I don't think either of us came up with this as the plan. So, Yeah, I don't think uh, making Eldians go extinct was, was on my mind. Right. And I feel like it's not really on anybody's mind. But it's like, I feel like what we can talk about later is, like, Zeke's unique personality 
and like his backstory and how what he went through led to him making this plan because i feel like yeah like me and you just normal people i don't think we would have ever thought that that would be even an option but for him somehow what he went through and the things that he saw and experienced led him to making this plan like and why he thinks that's okay and why he thinks that by doing that he'll save the eldian race uh is something we can talk about because that's what interested me uh, yeah. this episode that was like the only thing yeah and we should also talk about how like what's different from him and his dad right because ultimately they're trying to do the same thing is like save the eldians but they're going about it in entirely opposite ways so yeah we can certainly talk about that yeah it's, it's um, what makes attack on time beautiful is that everybody's motivations make sense based on their backstory so yeah like neither of them are are wrong necessarily right i mean some are are more brutal than others but yeah there there's almost no right and wrong here but yeah i mean we we start off uh with a flashback or i guess the whole thing's a flashback but yeah zeke is young he's still with his parents both of them and yeah they're overlooking uh what i I always forget what their little internment zone is called liberio liberio yeah so they're outside of liberio they got permission to go into this tower they're overlooking it and they're like hey zeke look at this this is where we live we live in this little cage wouldn't it be nice to get out and then, yeah, this old dude throws a bucket of water onto them. And as they walk through the town, they're sopping wet. And everyone's like, ah, you guys stink. Go back to where you came from. And so mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was Zeke's first real, like, experience with this Eldian racism. Yeah. And then the whole time his dad is whispering to him, hey, you want to leave? Hey, this is um, this is life outside of the walls up to you to change it even as a young kid as he's like powering in his father's chest while he they're parading through the outside of the internment zone yeah he's like remember this feeling (laughs) it's and it's like it's kind of like the dad who never made it to the nba and like keep pushing pushing keeps pushing a kid i mean it's like kind of more serious so no that's that's the same thing i was thinking about too oh yeah yeah i mean so yeah i mean basically that's that's, right i mean that's his home environment that's how he grows up literally like in one of the other scenes you can see his grandparents trying to teach him the marley history and then his dad like completely overriding that but anyways we'll get to that later but just, his whole job yeah, so is have a... A... right it's messed up yeah after then we get the title sequence we have a slight flash forward oh, it can't be that long but he's now in the warrior training program so i mean he's clearly not at the top of his class like like gabby is in fact i think he's at the bottom of it um <laughs> Right. He's not doing so hot when in the in this training program, so it's not looking like he'll he'll be chosen to be a, a titan, right? 
And like honestly, I I was wondering if it's just because he's not physically able, or because his dad kept talking bad about Marley, so he was like, well, I don't want to be a Marley in anyways because you're telling me all these bad things. So I I don't really know. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's. I think it's yeah mostly that motivation. Like he doesn't even want to be there, and like right. yeah. He, he's not truly fighting for Marley or doesn't want to be a Marley. He's just right. like, he's just doing it because it's what his dad told him to do. Right. Which is kind of interesting because while his dad is like spewing all this anti-Marley stuff, he also tells him to go do this. So it's like he listens to him. And he doesn't really get why he's there. So he's kind of just there. And as a result, he's horrible. <laughs> right, right. Oh, but yeah, then we get to that scene you were talking about with like the the grandparents telling them the the Marleyan version of the history, and then we cut back to his own dad saying like, no, 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 this is all this is all fake fake history. None of this happened because the Ymir wouldn't have wanted this to happen or something like that. Right. So I don't, honestly, I don't even know who to believe at that point. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. Well, we'll probably never know if any of that actually happened. Right. Small, small little tidbit. The grandparents were like, you're going to your social dance club again? And then, so I guess that was their cover for the Eldian Restorationists. Your your underground meeting with your other Eldian friends? Okay. Right. And sure. at that point, Zeke is already like suspicious. Right. Right. Um... What happens next? I think we meet Tom Cassaver. Mm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before that, there was that one scene with like the dad playing with his kid. And then Zeke saw that as he was like walking back home defeated from the warrior training. And then, oh, yeah. And then he was like, um, I think then he ran into the, oh, 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 just kidding. You're at that part. I, I, no, no, no. There was another part where he was, he wanted to talk to his dad about something. And then, he like walks back and the dad's like, oh, perfect. You're back. Let's um, do more reading. And then, then he teaches him about that alternate history. But then all Zeke wanted to do was have a dad and be a normal kid. But then all that dad wanted to do was keep educating him, quote unquote. So I thought that was like a... Right, like I think all he wanted was like a, a pat on the head, like... Yeah, when when we saw that other kid and his dad, I think the dad like gave him a head pad, and then so yeah, I think that's why he was playing along with the um, Ymir wouldn't want that; it's unthinkable. And then yeah, his dad's like, "Oh, you're catching on." Mm. His head. So he just wanted approval, right? Exactly. Mm. So he doesn't actually care about history or what happened or what didn't happen. It's just right. No approval. He cares about getting approval from the his father, like that's right. that's such a natural thing for a kid to want. So, and I, all this time he's just a kid. He's he's literally like not even ten. Right. Oh yeah, it's tough. Yeah, tough yeah. life. Anyway, then, then we meet uh, Tom Cassaver. He's. <laughs> I don't know. He's by himself throwing a, a baseball against a wall, and then he overthrows it. Zeke picks it up. He's like, "Hey, can you can you throw it here?" And apparently, Zeke has a, a good arm and would make a good baseball pitcher. <laughs> right. 
and that was what Zeke ran home to tell his dad about. He was like, hey, dad, I can be a good pitcher. But then before he even says it, he overhears all that owl stuff. And right. Then, and then they open the door and they look so scary. Literally all of them. Yeah, and it's like the upward camera angle, them looking straight down at you, shadows across their faces, and yeah. Who is this other person? They said it was Grice. I don't remember who that is. Well, Grice is... Isn't that Falco's last name? Oh. Oh, remember? I, I think they mentioned this a while back, but like their dad or uncle or someone they're related to was a restorationist and that's why they joined the warrior program so they can redeem their family right 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 okay that makes sense that makes yeah. sense i don't know if it was their their dad or whoever but i guess that doesn't matter too much good catch though it's a good, very good point yeah but yeah uh Oh yeah, the ne- the next scene was was a little tough to watch. So we flash or cut back to to Zeke in the training. He's running. He's still in dead last place, and the parents they're like overlooking him from some like cliff, and they're like they have a look of disgust on their face with like ah, oh, he's never gonna amount to anything. And that was a uh, yeah hard yeah. Was that before or after the scene where Zeke is just like cowering in his bedroom and then his dad is just screaming? That was right before. And then the immediate scene after that is exactly that. Like the dad screaming like, uh, the plan's not going to work anymore. The mom's like, he's doing his best. And then, yeah, he's just kind of there listening. Yeah, that's traumatizing. That's... (laughs) It was it was very hard to watch. Like that scene, the scene with the towering over, and then yeah, it's just. I mean, I feel like as kids, like that's all that's all you know. It's like you see your parents, and like you want to make them happy. And if all the parents care about is achievement, then it's and you don't achieve, like it's hard. What can you do? Right. right. I feel like that hits. Yeah. That probably hits closer to home for a lot of people than. Right. Even the author himself, probably. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I agree. That was hard to watch. Hard sure. to watch. But yeah, back back to the good dad, Tom Cassaver. They're playing catch again, and then he's basically like, uh, "Don't don't be a, a warrior titan. It's it's dumb. Don't shorten your lifespan." And then Z's just like, all right, then why did you do it then? And he's like, ah, to research. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. Which makes sense on his end. Right. You're like, yeah, it's worth it to shorten my life to 13 more years in exchange for this wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, in like the middle sequence, the middle title slide, <clears throat> like in addition to saying that you know, you can explore how Titans happen. And I think part of it was like, you can also explain or research the ideologies of the Titans or like how they think or like what they do and stuff like that. So it's like, goes beyond just, yeah, I'm going to Titanize to Titanize. There's like, it's more complicated than that. Right, right. 
Uh, but yeah, so Zeke hmm. doesn't look like he's doing too well in the, the Warrior program, but then as he's mopping the floors, he overhears some some military people. They're like, they're talking about the restorationists and they're saying that they're they're on to them. It's only a matter of time before they catch them. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned they mentioned the owl too, which is a something that Zeke had heard. Right, right. But yeah, and then he goes back to his parents and he's like, "You guys need to stop doing dangerous stuff, or else they're going to catch you and send us to paradise." And then yeah, they they do the same thing with like the intimidating look on their face and shadows and them looking angry. They're like, have we taught you nothing? Right. No. And then that scene, that scene was powerful too, because when I saw that scene, I was reminded of literally like today or not today, but like this past week where like after that whole like Atlanta shooting happened with the Asians and how, like, part of me, you know, because we've been taught just at a, from an early age to just be like, just like when things happen, we just like weather it and like, we, ignore it. yeah, we ignore it. Just like how Zeke is doing. He's like, hey, let's not fight this because it could get ugly. But on the other hand, it's like the dad or Grisha's anger is so real because they, their people have been through so much terrible stuff. And it's like same thing for um you know asians in america too i mean obviously not as horrible as the internment camps but it's not like it's been a walk in the park for everybody and i feel like some people are mad enough at this point to just be like well if the police ain't gonna help us and the law ain't gonna help us we just have to like pick up our own pitchforks so like i completely see where grisha is coming from and you know, he doesn't have to be a super, super mad at his son, but he has every right to be mad at the situation. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely hard to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we cut back to Zeke talking to Cassaver. He, he's like, um, yep, my parents are a restorationist. They're going to ship us off to the the island soon so goodbye and then he's basically like uh turn them in it's your it's your only chance of being spared they might spare your grandparents too and yeah it's your only only way to continue living at this point so that's that's what he does and that yeah that answers that question from way back when of why did zeke turn in his parents and now we know right well my question is why did cassaver tell him to do that is it because he cared about zeke's well-being or is it because well and it could be both but it's like how much of an influence does like his later confession that he was a failed dad or like his kid got killed or his his wife killed his kid because he was an ldn how much of that factors into him telling zeke to do this if at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's like exactly the reason why, right? Like, I think he even admits that he, he sees Zeke as his own son because his actual son died. So I think, yeah, he, he just wants to keep Zeke alive because he's his stand in son, essentially. Right. 
I wonder if he ever gave it any thought about like what kind of mental effect it would have on him because he had to report his own dad. Like, yes, he's alive, but he had to basically kill his dad to survive. Right. But maybe not. I mean, because yeah. it could have been it could have been way worse. Yeah, I mean, I think Cassaver saying like, ah, oh, they never loved you. They were just using you as a part of their plan. That probably helped Zeke with like not feeling too much regret over doing that. Right. Because I think because Zeke definitely felt that way, too, because I think it took Cassaver saving saying it out loud for him to realize that, yeah, my dad really has not been here for me or has he really been a dad. Right. So Right. Fair, it's fair. It's fair. And then as a, as a consequence, um, Zeke's grandfather survived. And now he's that doctor, that crazy one. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But then we... So then I think we, we get the middle card. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. No, one thing. One thing. Card. Yeah. Wait, so who was the one... Whose flashback was it? That they were in Liberio, and then they went to see the airship, and then the two police officers like took the sister. That was that was Grisha. Okay, so Grisha's sister is the one who got killed by the police, right? Which is also why he's so mad. And then what happened right. was, remember they showed the picture of Grisha as a kid, and then they showed that girl. That girl was that girl. And then she was also called yeah. Aunt May. And then she was like, it's no wonder Grisha was so mad when he was like, do it for people like Aunt May. Or no, no, no. When when um when Zeke was like, you know, do you want to end up like Aunt May and be sent to paradise? That I think that's when Grisha lost it too, because he's like, that's not even what happened. That's they killed her under the bridge. And they told you that they sent her to paradise for being yeah. a rebel. Right. So anyways. Yeah. And then he's like, that's exactly why we're, we're fighting is because they killed her or, or to prevent stuff like that from happening in the future. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then we get a, a big time skip forward. Zeke is now in his teens, I guess. Maybe throwing 90, throwing 90 mile hour, uh, per hour fastball. Yeah, my dude is throwing heaters with with the with the researcher. Right. Um, the researcher looks yeah. the same age, dude. Yeah, this dude does not age. Oh, I, I I'm so I have the episode pulled up and I'm just like skipping around to to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then he says I looked for my dead son in you. I ran from my sins with my Titan powers. So I ran yeah. from my sins. Yes. Yeah. I assume he means like the sin of taking off his armband and living a fake life as a, as a fake Marlian. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, so we, I mean, the more important part of this scene is that we, or that Zeke learns that the founding Titan basically has powers to change the actual anatomy of Eldian people. So then he's like, hmm, if that's the case, can we prevent them from having kids? Therefore, just ending all of all of Eldians at that 
whatever point in time when that happens. And literally, it felt like now that you bring that up, it reminded because right before he said that, the one thought that he flashed back to was that old man at the tower saying, "You dirty Eldians, and all you do, you're still reproducing like rats or whatever." Said something along those lines. Yeah. So that scene was that powerful to him at, at such a young age. Seriously. Just traumatized. Yeah, so... Traumatized. Literally, literally. So, I mean, yeah, now we know Zeke's plan is to basically end the Eldian race, and, I I mean, ultimately, he wants to end suffering for Eldians by having them not exist anymore. Um, And, yeah, to do so, he needs the Founding Titan plus a Titan with royal blood, which is himself. Um, And, yeah, so I guess... The rumbling is like a, a fake plan, right? I think so. Yeah. They have no actual intention of awakening all those titans in the walls. I think if anything, the rumbling is just to let them live out the rest of their lives in peace. So like they're not going to attack them, but they're also not going to be attacked. And then they'll just die off. There'll just be a sad little whimper to the Eldian tale. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what do you think? You think it's a good idea? I mean, I mean, I I think the rumbling is probably a better idea, but I don't know. I don't think it's a wrong idea, like based on his past and like we said before. There, it's not a wrong answer. It's just a a different one. So, I mean, I get it. <sighs> I just, I just feel like it's so like, I mean, part of life, you know, like you live through your twenties and then you settle down and you have a kid and then that kind of becomes your life. Right. It's like, life, you get a lot of the happiness from like your kids and your kids, kids, stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel like to take that away is a, is a pretty big con all for the sake of right it's it like it to me it just feels like it's like this world is so hopeless that we can never hope to change this so instead let's just change ourselves and die and i get it that it's different it's like a cop out right like it's different because it's not like there's no comparison to this in real life because it's not it's not that extreme but it's like if asians We're like, that's so horrible here in America. Let's just move back to Asia or let's just die. That way we don't have to deal with this anymore. That way our kids don't have to deal with this anymore. Whereas it's like, it's like, you know, you can work towards it. Like it's going to be hell and maybe it has been for a long time, but you can work towards it. Maybe. I mean, obviously going with what Zeke has gone through, like it makes sense. Like he spent his whole life in this place with no change. He's only seen his parents get killed and everything else. So yeah, maybe it's better off that they just die. And that way they don't even have to deal with just living in the internment camp for the rest of their life. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's basically just giving up essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. But then the surprising thing is he tells Aaron and then Aaron agrees with it too. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, at first it seemed like he didn't agree, but then he's like, oh, no, our, our dad is wrong. And I, I have the quote here. There's no greater salvation than never being born in this world. <laughs> I I saw, I read that and I was like, wow, that's, it's I mean, Maybe we're speaking from positions of privilege. Right. Maybe we never know. We never knew how bad it could be. Which is true. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, that's a pretty heavy statement to say. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but do we believe that Aaron's actually on board? Like, is he, does Aaron have a greater plan in mind and he's the one playing Zeke? Right. I mean, I just feel like at the end of the day, Aaron, he still loves his friends, right? Even though it doesn't seem like it currently, but like he has loved his friends. So he has lived a completely different life than Zeke, at least where where Zeke had no freedom. Aaron at least tasted it. At least he thought he could go wherever he wanted, minus outside of the walls. But it's like he's constantly fighting to like improve that freedom and all of that just to raise the white flag and be like, yeah, let's not have any kids and die as a race. I, I right. feel like it's not, it cannot be in alignment with what he believes. Yeah. Like I think Aaron even called Zeke brother, which I thought was super weird. Right. Like, There's no reason to call him brother. Like, yeah, they're technically half brothers, but like, I don't know. He, he's only met this guy like once and, Right. Um, yeah, that that was pretty fishy too. So yeah, I I agree. I feel like it's almost like he has something different in mind that we don't know about yet, but he's just trying to get on Zeke's good side. Well my question was why didn't they just do it right there? Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> like they doesn't he have the founding titan and then doesn't Zeke have the royal blood? Yeah, maybe Maybe they're missing a condition. Oh, right. The military power, right? Yeah. They have to make sure that they have the power and they have to establish that the rumbling works. Okay, I think that's why. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just neutering your population without with no guarantee that the rest of them can even live, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. But though that it, well, they just do it then and there. But hmm. interesting. They do. They didn't do it on the airship either. Right. And now they're all looking for each other, and now they're going to go meet up in Shuvian, China. Supposedly. But I think it's an interesting plan. I mean, like, because the only other alternatives is you somehow talk out a peace deal while the threat of Titanization looms large forever. Or you kill everybody else so that only Eldians exist. Or you kill yourselves so no Eldians exist. Right. It's like, what's the the lesser of two evils here? Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's, um, it's hard. I never would have thought that this show would arrive at this point. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess... Why is Aaron and Zeke's dead? So 
convince I mean how how are they going to to restore Eldia? Was it some sort of rumbling? Did they even have a plan? I'm not even sure if they had a full plan. Well, I think they knew because they knew that <clears throat> they knew that Zeke's wife was a royal. Right. So then they were going to use her royal blood and then do something with the Titans, something like that. I think that's the only plan that they had. So like, I mean, let, let's assume that they would somehow eventually come up with the rumbling or something like that. So I guess like why, why is Zeke's dad so, I don't know, optimistic, I guess, or maybe that's not the right word, or maybe it is, but like, why are their views so different? I guess, like, maybe, I guess maybe he just has no, no other choice. I don't think he ever thought it would even be reasonable to be like, hey, let's all stop reproducing and just die. Right. I don't think that thought ever even crossed his mind. And it didn't cross mine at all. I think anybody who has any any bit of self-preservation in them, that idea is not going to pass through any of their minds. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like the reason it passed through Case Saver's mind and um, Zeke's mind is like for Zeke, it's like I don't want to be a kid born to parents who are solely obsessed with preserving their race, and then Case Saver's like. I don't want my kid to be born and then die because he's an Eldian. So for them to, it's like, yeah, let's not birth any more kids because we feel bad for the kids. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And yeah, maybe, maybe Grisha is coming from more of the perspective of like, oh, we could have prevented my sister's death. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different different points of view and like you said nobody's wrong it's just it's that's the, that's what makes it interesting so it's a battle of ideologies yeah so yeah final scene here zeke does the or zeke pulls the thunder spear pin causing it to explode i don't know what his plan is but sends levi flying sends himself flying his lower half is now not attached. So right. I, I don't <laughs> know you would have happen. to imagine that it's not attached. No, I, I think we saw his body land and it was just his upper upper torso. <laughs> so is he alive? What, wait, wait, wait. What was the thing that he, what did he say right before he did it? I think he said. I thought he said something about Case Saver. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think he was like talking to himself and he's like, I saved lives or the, or I saved the lives of the children that aren't born yet. Or that's what he's trying to do at least. Oh, he was saying euthanization. Yeah. And then he's like, Mr. Cassaver, I hope you're watching. And then he pulls the plug. I felt like he called him dad at some point too. He did. He did. I can't find it. I thought it was when he was about to die. I thought so too, but I can't. Maybe it's because I don't have the audio on. But right, yeah, he definitely called Cassaver's dad at some point. Right, and I think the when he when he did that, now that makes me think. Well, is he really doing this for himself, or is he doing this to get Cassaver for Cassaver? But I think he came up with the plan before he even found out that Cassaver's 
kids died or was that? Yeah. I think it was before. Regardless, Cassaver plays an important role in motivation here as well. The father figure he never had. Right. Exactly. It's a powerful thing. Oh, but also the thing is like, cause he killed his, or he turned his father in at a young age and then he grew up again. So then he, that whole time period, Cassaver was literally like his dad. Right. Yeah, that's true. But anyways, I think that about does it. Yeah. I mean, this is episode 15 and I think we're only scheduled for 16. So yeah, there's either no there's going to be a part two <laughs> or yeah, I don't know how they're going to wrap this whole thing up in one episode. You can't, you can't. I've watched, I've read too much of the anime or the manga to know that you can't. So they have to have a part two. Absolutely. Season four, part two. Yeah, hey, I don't cool. even mind one bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's not going to be next season. It probably won't be until the summer or fall even. I don't know. I uh, just wanted to come soon. But anyways, all right. Top three. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to pick a, a new new show to pod about. But oh. yeah, worst of the week, I got Grisha Yeager. This dude, horrible parent, as we can see. I think he, he's striving for the right goal, but not in the right ways. Mm. Number three, I got Levi. This dude has no mercy. He's chopping at Zeke's legs. Uh, I like it. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two, I got Zeke himself. I feel like, yeah, he, he had a traumatic childhood. Childhood, it's Maybe not, doesn't have the right plan, but I mean, we, we can't really blame him. And then number one, I got Cassaver. This dude, good, good fake dad. Uh, yeah, gave gave him the the attention and affection that he never had. Right. Uh, it, it just feels bad because it's like sometimes to make progress, you have to sacrifice. And it's right. like in Grisha's case, if he hadn't sacrificed, if he had just been a good dad, then nothing would have happened. They would have still been stuck in this exact same situation. But because he did what he did, things changed. And it's like, on the other hand, Cassaver, he sat there, did nothing. And I guess things are still changing, but really not because of him, I guess. Well, well, maybe you could argue mm-hmm. that he influenced Zeke. So never mind. I stand corrected. So, so, People have different ways of changing things, of make of leaving their mark. So, right, yeah. Anyway, yeah. who you got? Right. So, worst of the week, I also put Grisha. I liked his motives, but yeah, the method is a little problematic. Um, top three for number three, I put K Saber, Saber. Uh, yeah, I mean. All in all, a good guy. A decent character. Uh, number two, I put Aaron. I just, I think it was just interesting um, trying to decide whether or not he actually agreed. But So that, that whole thing, I just put him as number two because it was interesting. And then yeah. number one, I put Zeke. I thought this episode just centered around him 
lived a life tragically, but then still stuck to his convictions and then is now trying his best to make them reality. So, yeah. We kind of had overlap, but I like it. All right. One day, one day we'll have the the same top three in one day. Exactly. All right. I think today we may have to skip the questions of the week, but um, yeah. Is this the no, end of this season? No, I think we have one more week. Okay, so but like, have they started releasing like spring twenty twenty one? Is that a thing? Oh, I I believe they have. Yeah, let's see. We got <laughs> My Hero Academia oh. fifth season. Nice. Uh, something Nagatoro-san. I think it's like. Stop bullying me, Nagatoro-san. Uh, okay. Um, um, I don't think I'll watch that. Isekai Mauto Shoken Shoujo. Some, some, some. Messing up that name for sure. Uh, Shaman King. Oh, that was an old, old, old manga. Yeah, that one... Yeah, I think it's actually a remake of the the old anime. So I, we should check that one out. Yeah, it could be interesting. Oh, they have the new Yokoku no Moriarty, this Sherlock Holmes one. Oh, Fruits Basket is back. Fruits Basket. You're, you're sleeping on Fruits Basket. It's so good. I think I, think I am. I have no time, but one day, one day. I, I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of shows next season. I feel like they're just they're shows but we just don't really know or have heard of any of them yeah so might be a good chance to catch up on Fruits Basket it it's, might be it's really good or B-Stars <laughs> or B-Stars yeah I don't really see anything I mean I could be wrong I haven't really done any research but I don't I'm they're looking definitely... on my anime list. You, I don't know if it shows. I don't know if it shows the ones that are continuing for a for a second core. I feel like they do show it, and the fact that none of them are on here yeah. means they may not be continuing any of them. Oh, that's a bummer. Ooh, I think this one might be interesting. It's called Eighty Six. I think it looks like sci-fi. You see it. <laughs> It's like uh, sixth row. Sixth row. Oh yeah, there it is. It's like a uh, darling in the Franks after they went into space. <laughs> I need to rewatch that one day. No, we don't. <laughs> we definitely do not need to rewatch that. We do, one. we do. We do just for the opening song. All right, fine. The opening song is good. Right. I'll give him that. But I think that's it. Oh, there's another one about male gymnastics. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, don't think I'll be watching that. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe Boku no Hero. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably watch it just because I'm already caught up. But yeah, maybe it'll be a good chance to watch some uh, non-currently airing ones. Right. Well, but for the podcast true oh you're right 
maybe man. shaman king maybe shaman maybe shaman king yeah <laughs> we'll see i feel like that's one of those where it's just like multiple many many episodes like could be wrong i mean it's just like it's too long to only have like 12 episodes um let me see how long how many episodes the first one was oh the original one had 64 episodes Hey, they have a slime tensei. I think this is the. I think that's a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> which, which no, no one asked for that. Wait, just, why? Just... Why is Fruits Basket filled with a bunch of adult characters? I thought Fruits Basket was um, a kid show. No. See. It's it's a, it's a drama. I never even knew. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah I need to. I need to watch that. Yeah, definitely anyway, not a kids show. <laughs> All right, so I think that about does it. Oh, you've been following the, you've been following, what's it called? The NBA NCAA uh, bracket, bracketology. Yeah, shout out to uh, USC. They're doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, I guess they only played one game, but. Yeah, a lot, lot of upsets, that's for sure. Dude, way too many. I don't think any single person could have predicted this. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. Uh, my bracket is just all kinds of messed up. But all four of my final four people are still in. I still have USC and Michigan and Baylor and Houston. They're both, they're all still alive. I like it, I like it. All right, man. I think we're we're good for today. Sounds good. All right, I gotta go take a shower. I'm all sandy. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Peace.